morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you are listening to us from and wherever you're listening to us from. We are the Home Team Podcast. We'd like to welcome you to another episode. Uh, my name is Matt Moriarty with Moriarty Agency at Farmers Insurance, and I am part of a trifecta of hosts. Uh, first being Chandler Finler. Hello, everyone. Chandler Finler here, residential real estate broker with Live Sotheby's International Realty. And of course, the awesome John Reed. Hey everybody, thanks for coming back. John Reed with New American Funding, your residential home loan consultant. And again, our, our goal is to bring value uh, to you uh, by bringing the best guests on. And, and today is no different. Um, today, we're bringing on uh, Tony Zangolia, the founder of uh, Sunnyside Builders. Tony, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks uh, for having me, Matt, and thanks to the rest of the team. Love the podcast. Love the energy from the group. Well, we appreciate that, and you know, you have your twenty bucks that I just gave you. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't bribe our right, guests. Exactly. Parking exactly. downstairs. <laughs> Um, but as you know, I mean, you know, just to start off the show, what we like to do is, is kind of give a, a brief, you know, description of, of kind of where you came from. If you could go back in time and let us know, you know, kind of where you're from, how you got in the business, all those great things. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I would say uh, I've been an engineer or a creator since I was young, always tinkering around with bicycles or cars and naturally mechanical engineering came to mind when I was going to college. So uh, went to college at Clemson in South Carolina. Ooh, I'm a Southern girl. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I went to Ole Miss. <laughs> nice, nice. Even though I'm from the North, uh, from Northeast New Jersey. And uh, this was kind of a hobby. Uh, the, this business, uh, I call it a hobby for the first three years. And then brought on Brian Lucas, my business partner in 2017. And he really helped me grow the business. Because I quickly realized that it's much easier to have five or six sites going at one time than mm -hmm. one site. Just because you really have the attention of all your subcontractors, bankers, real estate agents, uh, things like that. So. Oh, very nice. And just for our, you know, for our listeners, uh, when you're talking about sites, what exactly are you talking about? Talking about building sites. Very nice. We, we do multifamily, single family, and now starting into commercial. Awesome. Oh, wow, that, yeah. that's amazing. Um, so, you know, the purpose of, of this episode really is to talk um, the ins and outs of buying a, a new build home. You know, yeah. so what, just to start off, what are some advantages when, when, you know, a buyer's looking, do I purchase something that's already built and on the market, that's a resale, or, you know, do I go out and do it, you know, myself, but buying a, a new build home? What are some advantages of, of new build versus resale? Yeah. With a new build, you know, it's the first time you're going to be in that building and you'd be amazed at how many two, three-year-old homes are a little beat up. You know, you're going to oh, get yeah. your, you're going to get your natural wear and tear. Uh, I'd say Certainly another- if they have the kids. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forget the molding and the drywall. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> That's right. And I would say with a new build, you get to know the builder mm -hmm. and you can kind of see what are they doing in what neighborhoods real time. Um, just like any other company, uh, you can see what's their culture and what is their niche um, at the current time that they're building. Yeah, absolutely. Now, would you say that also um, there's more of choice for, for the, the home buyer? They, they get to maybe make some, some decisions throughout the process, you know, customizing in, in certain ways? Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely say selecting the floor plan, selecting where you want to live, zoning has a huge impact mm -hmm. on that. And we preach to our buyers, you have to have the entire home selected by the time the foundation is poured. Mm -hmm. that, that really takes new buyers and new people who are constructing new homes by surprise. Mm. 
But you'd be amazed at how many small decisions are intricately intertwined from the day one of framing. Sure. Right. So for our listeners, so why is that? Why is that? Mm-hmm. That we have to make all these decisions that, you know, countertops aren't going to go in, right, until, you know, a month before closing. So why do we have to make it 10 months before we're going to close? Yes. I'm here to ask all the tough questions. Right? <laughs> of, of course, of course. Well, <laughs> Brian and I are former military, so we're used to... Thank you for your service. Oh, of course. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so... We're used to developing a plan, um, giving that out to our subcontractors, but we understand as soon as you hit the field, things are going to happen in the field. Things are going to happen during construction, and Mm -hmm. sometimes those owners, they're going to have to make five, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 decisions within 48 hours in in order to keep the build moving forward. Mm -hmm. So we always tell them, take the stress or take those high-level decisions out of the build and make them all in the beginning mm-hmm. because they all intertwine. Um, you're talking about countertops. Well, how much is going to hang over the cabinets? What type of cabinets have you seen all of your selections together in one place? Mm. We get that a lot. Some customers, they see one image on the internet, they see one image in a store and another on site. But when you bring them all together, they, they go, Oh, Okay, <laughs> not what that I had pictured. That yeah. Yeah. does not all go well together. Right, the vision doesn't flow. Yeah, and there are lots of decisions that people don't understand. And I've sat in design meeting after design meeting, and they take hours. I'm talking days because you're deciding on, you know, how, what what kind of finish you want on the edge of your countertops. Right? Who exactly. walks into a house and is like, oh, that's a really nice, great honed finish. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you do. Right? You have to make those decisions to get things on order and all your trades guides in line. There. There's over a thousand decisions mm-hmm. in a home. Oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. So let's in in this first part, since we have such great valuable information, we're we're gonna d- deliver a couple episodes because um, new home builds um, certainly are a really great option for buyers. Um, I have in the last two years, I've sold about twenty two new home builds, and um, you know, buyers, I I always give caution, you know, to the process. You have to be ready, right? Like every other process, um, you have to know who you're working with, right? The home builder, and pick the correct one for you, and and what you want to accomplish. But let's talk specifically about custom homes mm-hmm. um you know this first part so so from ground so now from ground up custom home is that a hundred percent decision from the buyer yes it could also have a lot of impact from the builder i love a phrase that you just said you have to decide on your builder mm-hmm. if if the people listening here take nothing else away select your builder first not the architect not the engineer because Mm -hmm. the builder has experience bringing together the team Mm -hmm. and every site is different every city is different Mm. we have soils engineers and engineers and architects that we like to use in one city for small projects it may be a completely different team for multi-unit in a different city Mm -hmm. because they know the ins and outs of the zoning the code and we also can match them up with the personality and the overall goals of the new home uh, owner and that's right. so true too. I mean, because if you look at it, right? You know, I live in Highlands Ranch, which mm-hmm. is a, which is a South Denver metropolitan area. Um, the soil is way different than it would be if you were living in in you know Castle Rock or sure. uh, uh, way up in Boulder. So you know, if someone hasn't uh, you know done that before, there it's going to be it's going to complicate the process and make it take longer. 
Right, and put the whole home. I mean, the foundation, if, if the home isn't built correctly to the soil, right. and we're talking, soil is kind of a hot topic here in Denver because mm-hmm. we do have expansive soil because our temperatures go from, you know, one end to another and our soil is just wonky anyway. So I'm, I'm not a soil expert, but I do know that we do. Sure want- sounds like it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I do know. I have seen a few soil reports and it's like 180 pages and I'm like, I didn't know dirt <laughs> could be this like it, uh, I don't, detailed, I guess. Yeah. But anyways, but it really starts with knowing, right, being the expert in your area, um, knowing the soil, because if you don't have the correct footing on the foundation, the foundation's not maybe floating. Well, then after two or three years, right, you are going to see not only wear and tear from all the kids and dogs and adults to cause a lot of wear and tear. We don't want to leave them out, but yeah, um, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> slamming cabinets. Thank you, soft closed cabinets. Oh my lord! It's like growing up and hearing my dad slam all the cabinets. But um, but um, you know it, that really affects the the integrity of the home. Oh yeah, absolutely. Site selection is imperative, and zoning. Uh, so at oh, Sunny, yeah. yeah, at Sunnyside Builders, we're owners, we're developers, and we're general contractors. Mm. So to kind of explain those owners, you own the land, you're working with the banks, uh, developers, they kind of find sites that the owners like, Mm -hmm. and then homeowner, or excuse me, general contractor, they're actually building it. If you have knowledge of what the municipalities are trying to do, you can educate your buyer. Okay, why is in this neighborhood all the homes are 20 feet away from the sidewalk. And then in another neighborhood, why are there detached garages? But mm-hmm. I want a detached garage. Mm-hmm. It, it really helps to understand the zoning from day one. And that's usually a developer and a builder. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. So the, the majority of the people who come to you, right, to mm-hmm. do custom homes, are they people who just can't find the, the home that they're looking for in their market? Um, or is it a situation where, um, you know, they're extremely wealthy and they want to buy land like on a, on a large property and, and then start from, from there? What, what is the typical? The person who wants to build their own home is selections and a little bit of personalization. Okay. We also build uh, spec builds where we build the entire home and then until they are show ready, then mm-hmm. we put them on the market and we we enjoy building very neutral homes because we can sell it to a tech millennial in their 30s mm-hmm. and then we've sold the same attached home to um you know somebody who's retiring and they want a place to crash when they're visiting their daughter or son mm-hmm. so spec builds tend to be a lot more neutral if you mm-hmm. want custom selections custom floor plans and some of those things i was talking about with zoning how large do you want to make your backyard mm-hmm. uh, instead of having that cookie cut uh, backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, custom really gives you 100% of, of the control. So give us a little insight, if you could, on what cities and municipalities, like what do they have control over? Because I'm like, you know, you, you hear a buyer and you're like, I'm about to drop a lot of money. I want this piece of land. Like, why can't I have all this? So what are they in control of, these cities and municipal- municipalities? Yeah. Uh, Municipal- yeah. So in Colorado, we have uh, three things to think about. How much are your permit fees? How much are your impact fees? And how much are your taxes? Mm-hmm. There may fees be- and taxes. Fees this and is taxes. Just good stuff. Yep. Yeah. So when you're selecting a site, you may be in an urban neighborhood and you think, oh, geez, you know, this land is so expensive. I could just drive 20 minutes and build something different, much cheaper because the land is cheaper. Mm-hmm. We've been hit with 
$30,000 impact fees for the school, wow. for the water department, for the fire department. And uh, these are always changing. These are always evolving. So you constantly have to work with your builder to stay up to date on what are the requirements of the city. Same thing with the permitting. You know, some city permits are heavy. Some cities are light. And then there's also use taxes. Uh, use taxes, sometimes you have to pay for that upfront before you start the building. Mm. And you have to work with your subcontractors to ensure you're not double taxed on material delivered to site. Wow, unreal. Good information. And because and so is, is, is um, are those fees um, fees that the buyers are going to need to build into their budget or are those builder covered fees? Uh, the buyer. The buyer is going to have to absolutely build that into their budget. Good to know. Buyer beware, right? I mean, you know, make sure that you talk to your builder. You add all of the fees from municipal. I don't know. I don't like that word. From the cities. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to another word. Yeah. <laughs> From can, we, the, can we use Bebop again? Yeah, <laughs> Bebop. Yeah, I'm just Bebopping our way through my build, my new home build. <laughs> and, and I will tell you, if you, let's say you see a piece of land yeah. and you say, all right, this is where I want to build. Go into the city, talk to the planners and get all the fees, all the taxes. What's my permit going to cost? And then wait a week. And find a different person at the city and go back and ask them you all the same it. questions. Wow. No way. And you will get two different answers. Wow. Uh, so you have to. I pick the lower one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I take, I take that off. Writing? Yeah. <laughs> Give me yeah. the lower option. <laughs> no, and, and, and get updated. We had one customer. We were trying to submit for the permit by January 1st, did not have the construction documents ready. Uh. There was a new $15,000 water impact fee, and we submitted on January 15th. And wow. that just within 15 days the permit went up 15 that's a thousand dollars a day that's right Man, that is an increase if i've ever heard one yeah, seriously is. increase now with with that same topic there um you, you say it obviously go it's passed through to, the, to buyer to, to put into their budget mm-hmm. um as you know an average person that's building their home yeah that's not something that you, that you think about so this is really good information how involved are they in that process is it really their responsibility to go to the city and ask all these questions or, or is it important for them to work with a builder who's going to do that part of it for them I, i'd say it's what's your tolerance of risk and how much legwork do you want to do mm-hmm. we in order for us to do that at sunnyside builders we do pay a small uh, excuse me we, we do invoice for a small retainage fee mm-hmm. to do all this due diligence and go to the cities and really hone in but you can save tens of thousands of dollars uh, if you do it right do so it it's yourself. it's definitely important to either do it yourself or hire somebody who is really tried and true and knows that mm-hmm. city yeah, which again, I mean, we always talk about, right? Every guest we bring on here, I mean, there's there's certain things. I mean, you could go get a you know mortgage online. You could go get yeah. you know use a discount broker. You could go get you know Geico or Progressive. Mm-hmm. But is everything going to get set up the right way? And how long is it going to take you? And then what happens after the fact? Mm-hmm. So that's why we like to bring uh, you know guests on here to talk about exactly how much work they do go into it. <laughs> um, and you know, you you're going to realize, wow, you know, I mean, I'm actually saving money by and saving time because your time's valuable as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to save time to the customer, a process that we've had to explain to a lot of new people that are building their home for the first time is you find the site, you figure out what all these fees are, you say you're comfortable with it. You can hire an architect just to do some basic floor plans, a couple elevations, which Mm -hmm. are drawings that show the side of the homes and whatnot, and then go to your mortgage broker or an appraiser and get those plans appraised. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So they will tell you, okay, this is what this home is going to be worth when you are done building it. Because if your mortgage company is going to do the permanent financing, if they don't like the numbers you're, and how leveraged you are, then it's not going to get off the ground. Yep. We, we hate to see customers go spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars on a complete set of construction drawings, mm -hmm. but the financial numbers don't make sense because yep. they just designed the home a little too big. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for like first step in the process, and I know you kind of went over this, but would it be to buy the land first or would it be to talk to you? It would be to select a builder or a developer mm -hmm. to truly understand this is what's going on in the city. This is what's going on with the land. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had elevation changes where you're on the alley from the sidewalk to the alley over mm -hmm. 100 feet could be a 20 foot drop. Yeah. And uh, your builder is going to be able to know how to mitigate risk and uh, make sure that construction costs don't get too high. Okay, perfect. And then the next step in the process would be to plan or would it be to purchase the actual land at that point? Close on the land. If you feel comfortable with, let's say you feel comfortable with the highest cost to build mm -hmm. and the lowest value, then close on the land. Okay. But if you can negotiate something with the realtor to um, go into contract, but not close for 60 or 75 days, and then just get an architect, get a preliminary set of plans, go get an appraiser, get it appraised and at Sunnyside Builders, we are, you know, being military, we are very pragmatic and unemotional <laughs> yeah. about our uh, our issues that we love to solve. Mm -hmm. So if the, if you like the numbers, then uh, build your home. If you don't, then just try to find a different piece of land or scale back the design. Yeah. Sure. And I always get the the, the question, and I and is so I find a piece of land and there's an existing home on it. But I don't like the home. I want to build my own home. Demolition of a home is an estimate of what kind of cost? Well, I know it's total total shot in the dark general question, but. Are you talking about an 800 square foot bungalow with $30,000 of asbestos in it? Let's talk about <laughs> maybe. Is that what you're talking about? I know those are all over the place. Let's talk about a 1,800 square foot bungalow. With asbestos. <laughs> well, I'm only joking because... And a detached garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm only joking because that was my first build. I, I was still working in corporate America and got back that asbestos report, and my stomach dropped. And yeah. I said, well, I guess I'm working for uh, Lockheed Martin uh, or Northrop Grumman a couple more years. Yeah. yeah. So um, a normal home to build, let's say, 1,800 square foot, Give to or demo. take, yeah. yeah uh, excuse me, to demo. Give or take fifteen thousand, something like that. That's and then, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. at least in urban infill projects. Sure. And then another huge part of it is uh, getting rid of uh, all the organics, as we call it, the the grass, the trees, and whatnot. And does your if you can, I was just about mm -hmm. to say, yeah. if your city allows you to get rid of the trees, because some cities are even protecting trees mm -hmm. on private property. Yeah, which oh, I, yeah. which is, I don't want to throw my opinion out there, <laughs> so Tree, I won't. Trees take a long time. Huh? I think we already, we already got it. You might as well go to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the trees. Demoing, yeah. A, demoing a home is not a big thing, not a big issue. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, and, we, and it's a big thing right now too, right? I mean, you know, scraping. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have so many. I have so many clients that, that do exactly that, right? Mm -hmm. They, you know, they purchase a home, they demolish it, and then build a brand new home. Yeah, on top scrape of, and build. Uh, yeah, of that, and I'm sure it goes on all over the United States. It does and also yeah. over the world. Well. Yeah. In some places. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Dubai, there. No, I don't know. They, I guess they build their own. But um, so do you provide with 100% custom home? Do you provide working with a designer? Because that seems like a lot of decisions to make, right? Thousand decisions for just a buyer. 
Absolutely. It's it's best to hire a designer if you're not a person who's used to making quick decisions Mm -hmm. and solid decisions. Again, we we want our customers to select everything by the time the foundation goes up. Mm -hmm. And it's your custom home. You can make changes, but the further along you get in the process, every change you think is small, even let's say changing the swing of a door, does it go in or out? It can have major impacts to the timeline and the budget. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And what clients don't realize is like cabinets. Cabinets can take anywhere, especially custom cabinets. I mean, months, That's right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Months to bring in and come. So if you change your cabinets, you know, then you could be delaying, you know, months and then costs go up all around for for everyone so you really have to be prepared to go into the 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 home building um, mindset if you will and I always prepare my clients that I work with like there are going to be bumps in the road Mm -hmm. there are there's a lot of moving parts and homes are still one of the I think maybe the only thing left right that's made by man Mm -hmm. right like handmade Um, so there's just a lot of a lot of moving parts and room certainly for error so Mm -hmm. Chandler, you must have worked with uh, new home builders oh. <laughs> once or twice, right? We, mm, I'm gonna just gonna keep my mouth shut. Yeah, I got I got a third walkthrough today on on one that was supposed to close a month ago. But hey, everybody's patient. We're just doing our thing, you know. Very good, very good. We 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 like to call ourselves um, fearless problem solvers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always going to be issues throughout the build, but you want to hire a builder from day one. Are they going to have the capability to tell you, you know, the tough truth, you know, mm-hmm. not just tell you what you want to hear? Mm-hmm. We, we do get a decent amount of clients where they if they're trying to press the issue and make the numbers work and there are other people out there who will just tell the client what they want to hear. But I would say, honestly, you want a builder who's going to tell you the, the hard truth from day one. Because you'd rather have that information and have you make the decision in the beginning of the build and throughout the build than uh, than be upset at the end of the build for missed expectations. Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, the majority of people who are probably listening or, you know, I mean, who wouldn't want to be able to choose and build their own home, right? Uh, I, I know I would, um, you know, and choose everything that you'd like. But who, what are the majority of your clientele? I mean, are we talking like professional athletes? Are we talking like CEOs or, or you know, can someone who is normal middle class, is that, you know, who is, who is co- you know, contacting you? I'm just curious on that. Yes, we have a lot in tech and medical. And I will tell you, it is extremely tough to build a custom home now for anything less than 500k. Mm-hmm. It, it it really is. And um, you, does that include the land? I'm sorry, or just the build? It, it depends on the city. So sometimes the land is uh, truly expensive, but everything else is a little bit lower, and even labor rates. Because uh, the further you get out from the city center, then the labor rates are going to mm-hmm. increase. We uh, have to keep that in mind. But the majority of our clients were doing million plus if it's going to be a custom home. Mm-hmm. And then on the spec side in the 400 to 700,000 range. Okay. And if we're talking about like a $500,000 custom home, mm-hmm. um, what, what square footage of that? I mean, what does that look like? I'm glad you asked that because finished square footage is king. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why we recommend you start working with a builder from the beginning to understand what's your but what did you buy the land for? What are your uh, costs to just get a permit and mm-hmm. fees? And then nothing else takes precedence over finished square footage. Then after finished square footage, you have the complexity of the design. So 
you look at these subdivisions and they are boxes with a pitch roof on mm-hmm. top because that's the most efficient way to build a home. Mm-hmm. You have that side garage with no living area above it. That was a really expensive foundation for no living area above it. Mm-hmm. So that'll be the next impact and then finishes. We tell everybody finish square footage on your flooring. Uh, what type of drywall texture do you want on there? The exterior cladding. So Mm -hmm. brick is exponentially more expensive than siding or stucco. Mm -hmm. Those are the heaviest hitters uh, that are going to impact the cost of your new home. Will it impact the value as well? Yes. The, so if you think about it, what materials can you not change or would take an incredible effort to change? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Brick. Um, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm painting the brick on my 1950s home. Uh, yeah, a German in, schmear. Yeah, in, in the suburbs. <laughs> the burbs. Um, yeah, so the exterior cladding. So that's, that's one huge um, value add to a home. The flooring. That's another uh, value add because otherwise you have to rip it all up. And then there's a lot of other components that probably have to get removed before mm-hmm. you rip it up and or refinish it. We do a lot of custom open stringer wrought iron stairs. Stair, carpeted stairs can be $1,000. We've done $30,000 staircases just to get from one level to the next mm-hmm. uh, compared to carpeted. It can be a huge wow factor, though. But yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It will stairs, add that, yeah. It'll add that uh, value to your home, mm-hmm. uh, beds and baths from a, uh, from a real estate side. That absolutely is going to add more value to your home. Very nice. And what you're saying is, I mean, and you can, uh, Chandler, you can, I, I'm not even, I should probably say Chandler is what I'm talking to. Uh, <laughs> Chandler, you can verify this. I mean, in today's market, right, at least in the Denver metropolitan area, $500,000. I mean, that's not, you know, to get a custom home, that's not bad at all. Right. Because right? our average sales price of resale homes is over that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you know, if, if you're listening to this, and, and I don't care where you are, you should definitely contact, um, you know, your your local, you know, custom home builder and see if, you know, look, it's another option for you. I mean, Mm -hmm. why would you not do that? So, but uh, yeah, I mean, this was some great information and obviously we're going to have you on again. Uh, We really do appreciate it. And uh, um, this was, this was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Next, next part, we're going to talk about, you know, spec homes and, 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 uh, you know, move in ready homes. So super excited about that. We're going to bring back and talk about that too. So uh, thank you so much. So again, my name is Matt Moriarty with the Moriarty Agency at Farmers Insurance. Um, and you know, obviously if, if you have any, uh, guests that you'd like us to bring on or any topics, you know, go on our Facebook page. We have it linked to every episode. Um, we can, you can, you know, let us know. We'll, we'll do our best to, to go out and get anyone from, you know, Colorado, the United States, all across the world. And that's our goal is to provide value for you. Um, and I hope we've done that today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening again. And this is Chandler Findler with Live Sotheby's International Realty. And this is John Reed with New American Funding. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And Tony, thank you for your time. Yeah, Tony, yeah. thank you for thank your you insight. Tony. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. And we are out. <laughs>